today and uh, just deal with a thought that the Lord's laid on her heart. I, I, really, I, I told him in the prayer room, I said, this may be the fastest message I've ever preached because I really just got a thought. And uh, the Lord just depending, on this, just depending on the Lord to help us this morning. I fell in love. I have fell in love with these first, uh, these first three or four verses of Hebrews 1. I'm telling you, they're fantastic. And I want to read them all to you and see if you might think they're as fantastic as I do. Hebrews uh, 1 verse 1, God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being, listen to this, listen to this third verse, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Amen. That's the only verse you had in your Bible. It'd be enough to get saved and run and shout for a thousand years over. Then let's look at verse 4. Being made so much better, than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name that you'd touch and help in the service this morning. God, we need you, Lord. Uh, I just need the touch, the anointing of heaven. Lord, if uh, you'll anoint my lips of clay and my mind, God, help me physically and spiritually to preach the word of God this morning. Lord, we could receive a blessing. If you'll be glorified, we'll be blessed. Do that now as only you can. We'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to look this morning. Uh, actually, I'm going to preach, I guess, a few services out of these first four verses here in the book of Hebrews. I want to lay a little groundwork this morning, maybe whet your appetite. Uh, for a series of messages on the voice of God. And uh, I want to think mostly this morning about verse number one, but first let me tell you a little bit about the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews was written to a bunch of first century Jewish believers. Of course, the entire most of the early church was Jewish, but it was written to a bunch of first uh, century Jewish believers who Paul... Uh, believed was in danger of slipping away or falling back or getting out of the will of God. And so the book of Hebrews is written with warnings and with admonitions and with encouragements to stay in the fight. And in order to do that, Paul starts the book of Hebrews with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he talks about how that God has spoken through his son. In verse 3, he gives us that wonderful verse and all those beautiful words about the Lord. It's Je so the book of Hebrews is Jesus, 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 Jesus. And by the way, that's how you stay in the battle is you keep your mind on Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. And the theme of the book of Hebrews is that Jesus is better. How many of you this morning could testify that Jesus is better? 
Amen. He's better. The book of Hebrews teaches that he's better than angels in chapter number one. Then it goes on to teach that he's better than Moses. <laughs> then it goes on to teach that he's better than the law. Then it goes on to teach that he's better than the Arionic priesthood. And so in every circumstance, Jesus is better. And in order to lay the foundation for that, here in the first chapter, these beautiful words are used describing the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to deal mostly with verse number one this morning, where the Bible said... God who at sundry times and on diverse manners spake in the past unto the fathers by the prophets. I'm going to preach this for, like I said, a few services on the voice of God. Now, let me be honest with you. As I was studying last night, Brother Billy, I got to thinking about why it was, Brother Marvin, that I wanted to go to church today. Why do I want to go to church? Well, I'm going to be honest with you this morning. Some of it is habit. I've got a habit of going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And I'm going to say something to you. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Because the process and the habit has got me to the church house a few times when I didn't feel like going. And then I got a blessing. I went because of a habit, but I got a blessing because I was there. So part of it's habit. I got to think about how some of it is to see my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm just going to be honest. We'll say things like, well, I didn't come to church to see or be seen. Well, that sounds real good and spiritual. But I tell you, I like to see my brothers and sisters in Christ. That's part of the reason I like to come. I like to shake hands and I like to uh, laugh and talk with my friends and my family in Christ. I enjoy that. And so that's part of the reason that I came this morning was to see you. But spiritually speaking, Brother Marvin, I came, number one, I wanted to learn something about the Lord. And I hope we did that during Sunday school time. Well, I hope we learned something about the Lord. But then also I came, and I've been preaching on this on Wednesday nights, I came to worship the Lord. I love that song, I Ain't Never Been Sorry. One of my favorite songs in the Red Back Hymnal. I ain't never, I've never been sorry. I've never, oh boy, I tell you what, uh, it'd been all right if we'd have sung it three more times with me. I've never been, how many of you say hallelujah? Never been sorry, glory to God, saved on my way to hell. I wouldn't go back and trade with that crowd. I wouldn't be what I, what I used to be. I'm glad to be saved this morning. Never been sorry. So I've seen of you, some of you are running your hand up, worshiping the Lord. I come to worship the Lord today. Amen. I wonder this morning, how many of us came to hear from God? I mean, Amen. to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. I need to hear from God. How many of y'all need to hear the voice of God in your life? How many? Of you? Oh boy, I do. I need to hear from heaven. I want to hear from God. What I'm impressed with this morning when I'm going to preach on either a little while or a long while, I don't know. What I'm impressed with this morning is the great lengths that God over the centuries has went to to speak to mankind. You ever thought about that? Sometimes we feel like God don't want to talk to us. Like God ain't saying nothing. But I guarantee you this, when we can't hear the voice of God 
It's not God's fault. It's our fault. Because God has went to extraordinary means all throughout history in order to speak to man. God wants to talk to you. He wants you to hear what he's got to say. He wants to speak to your heart. And we've all agreed in this place this morning, we need to hear from God. Thought about how that in Genesis 3, the Lord came down in the cool of the evening there in the garden and was walking with man. And we learned from Genesis 3 that man was created to commune with God. It was man's purpose for being put on the earth was to commune and fellowship with God. Can you imagine living in the garden and when the sun would start to go down in the cool of the day, here come the Lord walking through the garden and Adam just got to walk hand in hand with the Lord and name the animals and talk about all the wonders of creation. Can you imagine? I tell you what, that's mind boggling to me. And that's God's desire for mankind is to commune and to talk and to fellowship with Him. But see, man squandered that by sin in the Garden of Eden. He lost that ability to fellowship in that way. But you know what? God never lost His desire to speak to man. And so the writer of the book of Hebrews says, God who at sundry times in a diverse manner. So thought about this, Brother Billy. To the antediluvian people, He sent a wild preacher that built a boat for 300 years. I'd say, I'd say that is diverse manners. I got to think about this. He sent them the prophet Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. You know what? One time Jeremiah preached a message. Now you look it up in your Bible. He preached a message where he took his underwear and, and buried them in a bank and left them for a few weeks and then went back and uncovered them and brought them to Israel, that old girdle. I mean, that's underwear is what it was. Brought that old girdle back up there and that had been dirty and out there in that old dirty underwear and said, and he used it as an object lesson. You think I'm a crazy preacher. <laughs> At least I didn't walk in here this morning in my dirty underwear. Yet. He brought his old dirty underwear down there and preached that. I would say that's a diverse manner. God sent Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Oh my goodness. He started his ministry by drawing a picture of Jerusalem on a big old brick and then he played, and then he played army and showed how the city would be overthrown. He laid for months at a time on one side and prophesied. Then he laid it for months at a time on the other side and prophesied. One time he cut off all his hair, threw a third of it up in the air, chopped a third of it up, burnt the other third. One time he fixed some cakes on a, on a fire, but he built the fire with dung. So he built the fire. I'd say that's diverse manners. He's a wild man. All of that was an effort for God to communicate with man. That's how bad God wants to speak to mankind. He sent all them preachers in all them diverse manners 
and in all them sundry times, in order just to say, I want to talk to you. Listen to what I've got to say. But in these last days, he's spoken through his son. Now, between verse 1, where it talks about all the prophets that God used to talk to, and in verse 2, where it says that God speaks in these last days by his son, between those two ideas, between Malachi and Matthew were 400 years where God didn't say nothing. Can you imagine? 400 years between, it's called the intertestament period, between Malachi and Matthew, God zipped the lip. Nothing said. Don't believe, you know, you're going to run across maybe a Masonic Bible with them, Book of Maccabees. And all. That's not God. That's the, the, God didn't say anything for 400 years. Now, I've got a theory on why that was, Brother Billy. I believe he was being silent because the communicator was about to come. The one that was going to make a difference was about to come. His son, his personage, uh, the one that was going to speak the most clearly, uh, the one that was going to speak, he was coming. And so for 400 years, the, the, the tension built. Uh, for 400 years, God said nothing. I want you to think about what happened in them 400 years. You ever thought about that? You say, well, it ain't in the Bible. How do you study it? We've got to look in history. Works of Josephus and some different ones. And we know by reading the gospel that things were vastly different between Malachi and Matthew. And what happened was the rise of the Pharisees, the rise of the Sadducees, the rise of the Sanhedrin, all of these different things, uh, uh, the high priest being corrupted, all these things happened during that, the rise of the Herodian dynasty, all that stuff happened during that intertestament period when God was silent. So here's my little thought for today. I want you to think about what happens when you don't hear the voice of God. Now, we all agreed that we'd like to hear from the Lord. Can I say to you this morning, there's a real danger in not hearing. You know what happens? What happened in that intertestament period when nobody heard from God was tradition... Organized religion, all of those things came to the forefront. Tradition took over, religion took over, because here's why. When you're not hearing from God, you know the only voice that you hear when you can't hear God's voice? It's your voice. And you know what your voice does? In the absence of God's voice, your voice will make you a God. The Bible said about the time of the judges, in those days the judges ruled every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Why? Because there was no open revelation in Israel at that time. In other words, God was being silent for a period there. And during that time, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. You see, really deep down inside, everybody in here has the ability to think of themselves higher than they ought to think. 
And so when we're not hearing God's voice and when God is not directing us, then that other voice in our head that I've preached about several times, that other voice that is in our head all the time blabbing, it will begin to talk and it will begin to tell us we can do this, we don't need God, we don't need God's help. And the first thing you know, we're involved in some sort of tradition, we're involved in some sort of religion, and God is not within a million miles. That's the danger of not hearing God speak in your life. There's some things in the first four verses of Hebrews 1 that teach us a little bit about hearing the voice of God in our life. But here's the thing. You've got to, number one, want to hear it. And then you got to number two, be willing to apply it. Now I'll give you a little hint. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Amen. He hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. You're going to get some heavy Jesus preaching over the next few Sunday mornings. I want to hear the voice of God. So here's what the Lord sent me to preach this morning. How many of you want to hear it? I mean really, get rid of all the background noise. Get rid of all of the media hype. And really, really, really in your soul hear from heaven. Well, that's going to be our object for the next few weeks. Our object, Brother Marvin, is going to be to see Jesus as He is. The brightness of His glory. The express image of His person. All of those things. We want to see Jesus high and lifted up. We want to see ourselves as we are. And we want to tune in and hear the voice of God. I'm going to give you this, and I'm, I'm getting ready to give an altar call. I told you a short message. It's kind of inter, an introduction to a series. I just wanted to see how many of you would be interested in hearing from heaven. When I grew up, when I was real small, we had um, antenna TV. These kids can't imagine antenna TV. And we, had a, we were pretty fancy because we had a box in the house that you turned the thing and the box went and it was turning the antenna right and so you get on channel 3 out of Charlotte that antenna is turning and then if you want to change to channel 11 channel 13 Sometimes channel five. That's it. Three, five, eleven, thirteen. If you were lucky, you had four channels. Anybody remember them days? Yeah, all of us are too old. And you'd sit there and you'd adjust that antenna. Nothing but static. And there was Bob Caldwell. 
Still, it's still beyond me how that happens, but there it was. I'm afraid that a lot of us spiritually are stuck on static. Let's just be honest. When's the last time you really felt like God spoke to you about something? I'm afraid most of us, it's just... So what I'm hoping to do over the next few weeks, the Lord's help, is to turn the knob. What I'd like to do is tune a few of you in. Turn your antennas. At first, maybe the picture will just flash a little. Before it's over, I hope we're hearing from heaven. Stand our feet. Father, we want to hear from you. I pray that you'd touch some hearts of some folks that's got spiritual static. Or that you'd help them find their way around the altar and have a desire to hear from you. Bless and touch now, Lord, as only you can. We need you today, Lord. I pray, God, that you'd just work in our midst. In Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Folks gathering around the altar this morning. Justice is going to play on the piano. You need to come this morning. You come, preacher. I'd love to hear from heaven. I'd just like to hear God speak to my heart. It's been so long since I really feel like God spoke to my heart. Spiritually speaking, it seemed like mostly I just got static. I'm not, really, I'm not really tuned in at all. I sure would like to tune in today. I sure would like to get tuned in. Hear from the Lord during, this, during these days. I sure would like to hear from heaven. Oh, how I want to hear. I want to hear from heaven. God, speak to our hearts. Lord, across this altar, across this altar this morning, Lord, some dear saints of God. Lord, we've come for one reason, that's because we want to hear from heaven. Lord, we want to learn how to hear your voice. We want you to really speak to our hearts. Lord, spiritual static. Too much, too much fuzziness. Would you help me to tune in? Help me, Lord, to tune in. Help me to get my antenna as the pastor of this church pointed in the right direction. Help me, Lord, to hear from heaven. I need it. It's me, oh God. I need it. Lord, I pray, God, for everyone in this altar. Everyone in this altar is asking, Lord. We're coming and asking, Lord. We just want to hear from you, and we know you want us to hear. So I pray that you'd teach us how. That we get our hearts in tune. Lord, that we could hear from you. Bless us and help us now as only you can. Thank you and praise you for all that's done in Jesus' name.